what's happening everyone and welcome to another episode of the AOV podcast my name is Prince McClinton and I am your host and today's guest is Erin Sullivan she is a photographer and a writer based in Los Angeles California Erin welcome to the show thank you so much for having me it's my pleasure so uh why don't you start us off with giving the AOV community a little bit more background on yourself sure so as you said, I'm a photographer and writer based in LA right now. My imagery is focused on the outdoors and travel, um, wildlife and culture. I used to be a wilderness guide and an adventure trip leader, primarily for groups of teenagers around the world. Um, and then um, I had always loved photography, but kind of took a break from it while I was guiding and um, found it again after starting a blog and it kind of progressed from there. So, Lovely. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to hop into what this blog was about later. But... <laughs> yeah. It's such a long story. I'm still working <laughs> on condensing it. Don't really have a solid elevator pitch at the moment. <laughs> no worries. So let's just start with, you know, how you got into photography. Yeah. So... In high school, I was this like weird, arty, loner chick. I wasn't that much of a loner, I had friends. But I definitely like wore a lot of layers and like maxi skirts and had blue hair. But I was really interested in different art forms and expressing myself. And so I took a photography class and it was black and white film. And I shot um, on my grandfather's old Nikon FE. And I learned film and I, I spent a lot of time in the dark room and I was just shooting around my hometown. I'm from Connecticut and I would walk on the beaches in the Long Island Sound and, and shoot the, the beef lot and shoot around like nature. And that's kind of how I fell in love with it. It was a way for me to express myself. It was a way for me to um, just feel like seen in some ways mm -hmm. and feel expressed. And um, I ended up applying to art schools for photography got in for my photography portfolio, but then I um, I got to school and changed my major because I was afraid <laughs> of not being able to like make money or not. It, it, it's just like you, as, as a kid, I feel like you believe the lies that society like tells you is like, you have to get a real job totally. and all this stuff. So, so that's what happened to me. I, I changed, what's hilarious is that I changed it to graphic design thinking like that's more employable, <laughs> um, which I don't know if I'm right because um, two years into college, I decided that I wanted to actually double major in visual arts and environmental science. So ended up with, uh, I'm, I'm lucky that I went to a very liberal and creative university that allowed me to create my own major. So I did. Uh, I studied art and science and yeah, I didn't come back to photography until years later. So yeah. That's lovely. It's so true though. So many of like I went to school as well originally for art and like yourself, I didn't have the courage to, at that point in my life at least, I didn't have the courage to and the faith in myself to just go down the lane that I wanted to. Yeah. I listened to everyone's feedback and I was like, oh, I need to, I need to go to school for finance because I need to make money. <laughs> right, you know, and, and it's funny and, yeah. because I, I just think whatever, like you know, in your soul 
what you're supposed to do, I think, like, mm. and what your highest excitement is. And if you try to avoid it, it's just going to come right back and bite you in the butt later on in life. Right. And be like, I'm still here. Like, do you want to pursue me yet? So, yeah. So, I don't know if that happened to you. But it definitely happened to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, so what's your being an artist, photographer, and being into the whole art scene and all that? Like, what's your vision for the art that you create? Like, why do you why do you do what you do? Mm, uh, I have such a passion for this world. I think it's so beautiful and um, intricate and amazing. And I think the stories of people around the world are so important. And I think that imagery and video, but and, and art in general, has such a power to share those stories and create more empathy in the world. You know, like things are really divided. They feel really divided right now. And I think, um, if I can make that a little bit, like bridge the gap just a little bit between people or show them like the human, the humanity in different places, or just like remind folks that like we live here, we're so lucky to live on this planet. And like, it's just nuts how gorgeous it is and we should take care of it, you know? So I just hope to inspire some kind of positive change or some kind of kindness or empathy um in human beings absolutely do you have an example of how like you think a photo could inspire meaningful change yeah i might not talk about my work for this question but it really speaks to um someone i admire is christina mittermeyer and her and paul nicklin have an organization called sea legacy and with that org they um basically they agree with that sentiment that um, images are extremely powerful. And so they create these stunning, stunning work of ocean life, you know, around the world and they link it to conservation and those images like go far and wide and they um, show people like the beauty and diversity um, of our seas and that inspires positive change, which is, is really cool. I love it. I, I can tell you're like a, a very empathetic person. Is that accurate? I would say that's accurate. Sometimes I have too many feelings, to be honest. <laughs> how, do you, how do you think, you know, having, I'm sure you have a, a very high emotional intelligence along with that. And I'm curious on how you think empathy allows your work to kind of stand above some of the noise. Yeah. Oh, great question. I think there's it's so important to know when to have your camera out and when to not have it out. I mean, especially when photographing people around the world, it's like there are just times when it's not appropriate for you to take a picture. And for me, creating like bonds with people, whether I know them for five minutes or five days or five months or five years, like that comfort and that um, connection is what creates the powerful image. I don't nail it every time it's practice, but I think that having just like the social awareness of like what's going on around you, whether that's socially aware for um, the intimate conversation you're in or socially aware about like whose land are you on or, um, you know, the, the bigger picture of like whatever the context of your trip is. Um, I think that that's been crucial for me in creating any of my work. So do you have any tips for, anyone traveling to foreign countries and taking photos of people? Is there like mm -hmm. etiquette that you kind of follow, you know, uh, 
That yeah. way they don't show up and just start pointing cameras in people's faces and, <laughs> you know, cause I've seen that. Oh, same. So bad. So gross. Yes. I mean, the first thing I think you should think about, like, forget the camera. Like, let's just talk about like the context of your trip. Like, why are you going? What, who are you? First of all, like we need to recognize, like, personally, I am a white woman from the States. So if I'm going to Italy, that's a totally different context than if I'm going to Uganda or if I'm going to Australia is different. If I'm going to Bali is different. If I'm going to mainland China, like it's, you need to like understand the context of where you're going and like what your role is there and also understand the history of that place that you're going to and how, and also the history of like foreigners in that place specifically foreigners that look, act, feel like you to the people that live there. I think that's really important to acknowledge and sit with the journal and like write it out and be like, okay, like this is what I think. Let me like do some research and see what questions come up for yourself too. Like, and Google it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like read books. And then also um, the other piece of advice I would have besides like prepare and like ask yourself deep questions is, tune into your, how you feel about it. If you feel weird taking the picture, it's probably for a reason. And if you wouldn't do it in your hometown, don't do it there. So I, you know, if, if you wouldn't feel comfortable with a camera in your face, you shouldn't be doing that to somebody else. You know, I could talk about this forever, to be honest. (laughs) No, no, absolutely. Well, it's, it's such an important question because obviously you're, Mm -hmm. you're very aware with the state of photography and Instagram and there's just a lot of people traveling and a lot of people taking photos and so it's 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 a very valid topic and I think uh it's something worth talking about so that people in this community can learn better yeah better ways to just approach people and communicating with people and understanding the culture and I've actually really never thought about it the way you said of understanding how people that look like you have interacted with this culture historically and what that sediment is. Like, I've never thought about mm-hmm. that, but that makes, to- I've never mm-hmm. thought about it, but I've seen it like where I've traveled with places and I noticed right, people yeah. will get treated way differently than I get treated um, mm. just because of the history of that place and what they've dealt with, with these types of people versus these types of people. And, uh, yeah. and I've just, I'm really, I, that's a great nugget. Like, now my brain's like really thinking about that uh, a lot more. And I have some ideas that I'll chat with you about after if I remember, but. Yes, I I think it's such an important conversation to have in this industry. Um, and then, I mean, there's the, the other um, part of it, which is like, what do you post? And how do you communicate that story is just as important too. Mm-hmm. Um, because with social media, if you have one follower, you are an influencer, in my opinion, <laughs> like, Obviously, it depends on the scale, but everybody has influence. And so what are you encouraging people to do based on your images and your the stories that you're sharing and choosing to amplify? What are you encouraging? So, yeah, and, and I think, gosh, it's I don't want to sound like I'm being a hard ass about everything. I'm, I'm really just, I want to learn and I'm open to failing and I'm open to being corrected. And I think we all have to be just so yeah. Like give me feedback, you know, like let's all learn together. Let's all do better together. So, right. I yeah. don't, I don't think you're a hard ass, but 
I think it's important. Like if you believe in something, I think it's important to just stand for something and, and Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to please anyone, everyone anyway. So like you might as well just be you and stand up for what you stand up for. And if people don't agree, then it's just like, that's, that's fine. Uh, What's the quote? If you uh... don't follow me, don't like, don't interact with my stuff. Don't, you know, if you're not for what I'm for, but for anyone that is for these things, like, keep hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be here all day I'm long here. talking about yep. the same stuff that lights me up inside. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, true. Um, Love it. Yes, 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 yes. So what do you think, why do you think having a story behind a photograph is important for like the impact of the image? You know, cause there's a lot of people that just post mm-hmm. photos and there's like no story yeah. and you're just kind of like, sometimes the, the photo is so good that the, you can see the story or you create a story oftentimes you know eight or nine out of ten times i'm just it's just like cool a, another beautiful photo and i don't really understand yeah what the point of it is other than that's a pretty photo i do that too sometimes i post stuff that's like i just thought this was pretty or right. i just thought you know i just liked the way that this looked mm-hmm. but i think it can be really powerful when especially like in the age of scrolling right where mm. you you see something and you it makes you stop and it makes you go like what is going on here and it makes you read whatever it just makes you pause you know um i think it is important to be knocked out of our like zombie um status <laughs> that we can kind of get in with uh social media or just with like going through the motions and just remember and like gives you perspective on the world and reminds you like hopefully can remind you a little bit of what's important. Um, so what drives your passion for travel and photography and what Mm. motivates you to keep going? Because I know it's daunting. You travel a lot. (laughs) It's hard work. Yeah. Uh, There's dieting, there's routines and with traveling, it's practically impossible to keep up with any type of routine Mm -hmm. or diet or anything. And so you know, what drives you to keep going? Yeah, this, it's so funny because I'm sure you get this a lot, but folks uh, often tell me how lucky I am and I agree, but I also don't think that everybody realizes how demanding it is. Um, And for me, what keeps me going is um, that one person that says like, I needed to see this today. I needed to read this today. This really helped me today. You know, I, I get that a lot on my work and, um, it really means a lot to me. I don't take it for granted. And I also, um, it's like such an affirmation for why I do what I do. Um, because even though, even if it was just one person, like I made the world a little bit better that day. No doubt. And the cool thing is if, if there's one person writing you, then there's mm-hmm. probably a hundred other people thinking it, you know, 99, because as, as a society, like it's so weird. We're so detached from like just normal communication, like just looking at someone and being like, Hey, like, I love you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. That piece that you put out yesterday was beautiful. And I was having a bad day and it really made my day better. And, and thank you. But no, like for whatever reason, we don't communicate like that. And so, and myself included, I've done, I, I, I've, I've strategically made it uh, important for me moving forward in my life to, to when I see things that affect me and get 
pull up any emotion or thoughts like to let that person know like, Hey, that thing you did was amazing. And it, this mm. is how it made me feel. And this is how it helped me or, or whatever it may be. Uh, because that feedback is so important as an artist, like as an artist, totally. like that's like that feedback is often like, it's like the, the coals in the stove. Like you need that. That's what keeps everything burning. That keeps that mm -hmm. fire just, and the more feedback you get and the more change that you're, you're making and you see that it only pushes you and inspires you to even get out of your shell more to do more and, uh, to give back more. And so. Mm -hmm. Totally. I mean, I don't think we're supposed to do life alone. I need people so bad always. <laughs> um, and the community, I mean, even if it's online is so important. So how do you, uh, so now we've talked about the inspiration side. How do you deal yes. with fear? How do I deal with fear? Mm, I usually, I just try to remember that um, fear is, fear often means that I'm on the right path. And I also believe that we're not given anything that we can't handle and that um, we are, um, tasked with things specifically to learn different lessons so that we can level up so that we can, um, do the most with, with the gifts that we have. Um, so when I'm scared of something, I'm usually, I usually just know that it's time to buckle up <laughs> and get going and do it. I love it. Taking it just head on, just like a, yeah. like a ram in the wild. So, <laughs> So when, when did you fall in love? Uh, you know, Aaron dot outdoors, right? Is the handle Aaron outdoors. It's Aaron outdoors. Okay. Just Aaron All outdoors. One. No dots guys. Mm -hmm. Delete the dots. Aaron <laughs> outdoors. The dot. Delete the dot. Um, He's confused. Cause I'm Aaron dot outdoors on Skype. There it is. Mm. Um, she couldn't get that handle, but it's okay. Um, I couldn't, I know I was taken <laughs> the only one. Uh, the only platform so the outdoors <laughs> love yeah, yeah. the outdoors when did you fall in love with the outdoors okay so first thing the outdoors and Aaron outdoors is not just literally outdoors but it also for me refers to being outside of your comfort zone because that's what I talk about a lot and I used to write a lot more about personal development stuff but all right, all right, Tim, yes Tim Ferriss that Oh, I have opinions on Tim, but <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I like him, but yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Big personality. I respect him a lot. But when did I fall in love with the outdoors? Well, I've always been in love with um, nature from the perspective of the beach. So I grew up near a beach and I would spend a lot of time there and I just like loved the ocean. And... Um, when I was 18, I worked at a summer camp and that was like the first time that I had real out like nature experiences or like went hiking for real. And when I was there, I heard about a program called Knowles, which is the National Outdoor Leadership School. It's based in Wyoming. And Knowles has um, like pretty intense courses that they offer. And I was like, I'm going to do one. And I um, didn't really know what I was in for, which is hilarious, but um went on a 30 day backpacking and fly fishing course with Knowles the summer that I was 19 and it totally kicked my ass. Um, but I learned a lot about being a good person and being a good communicator and a problem solver. And I also learned a lot of really important, um, 
hard skills like setting up a tent, cooking and uh, navigation, like navigating with the map and compass, all that stuff. And it was so hard. And whenever people would ask me, like, how was your trip? I would never say good. I would just say it was wild because it was like it was nuts. Um, it was really difficult, really challenging, but really amazing, too. And um, that summer, I just was like knew that the outdoors was going to be a part of my life and um, that I just felt really alive there and that the world is like is such an amazing place and that really opened my eyes to it so I would say after that summer that was like okay I'm in and then that's when I got back to school um, that year as a junior in college I that's when I decided to add the science component to my college major because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to like learn how things worked from a scientific perspective not just like from the art perspective of oh this is beautiful but okay like how does it work right so. and I mean, art and science really do go hand in hand. Oh, totally. And it's, yeah, and that, I mean, I could, we could dive deep into that, but uh, for the sake of this podcast, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, I'm sure we could talk about that forever. I'm such a nerd about that. (laughs) Um, I'm curious, so that's how you fell in love with the outdoors. That was kind of the start of that journey. Mm-hmm. Now you've been doing it for years and years out and, and exploring and learning. Uh, I'm curious, what are some of the biggest takeaways that the outdoors have taught you as a person? Mm. Yeah. Um, number one, you're not in control. You go out in the mountains, like you better respect those mountains. <laughs> Because you're not in control of the weather, of the conditions, of the wildlife. Like, you need to respect nature and respect the things that are bigger than you. Um, number two is um, that you're really small in the grand scheme of this world. Like, we are tiny, tiny ants, like, on a floating rock in the universe that we don't really understand. And... I think that's so beautiful, but also like we are here for the blink of an eye. We're just here for a blip. Like our human existence is so mind boggling and so special and so um, like amazing. So uh, being outside helps me remember that and just be like in total awe and wonder for this like crazy life that we get to do together. I think those are the two biggest lessons. I love it. I couldn't agree more. The outdoors is such a special place. I I love taking like, like my friends that are just you know, city slickers. I guess you could call them indoor um, kids. And watching them light up like when they have like a first just like beautiful experience in nature and just seeing yeah. like the little like it's it's like I mean I'm talking like guys that like are too cool for school right mm-hmm. and I take them outdoors and they turn into four year old kids and they're just like. Oh, so like, good and it's, it's it's like it's cute like i'm like watching yeah. them like this is so cute like look at them yeah 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 <laughs> um totally and it's 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 lovely um but mm-hmm. with that said you know there's a lot more i'm all about people getting outdoors like i have my own beliefs and i think technology and the amount, the mass consumption of just spam that we consume all day, every day has created a very 
toxic mindset for most of society Mm -hmm. and the outdoors i feel like does a really good job of you know balancing that but the outdoors is also now experiencing an influx of people going into the outdoors some who respect the outdoors some who do not respect the outdoors and uh the outdoors is open for everyone and everyone should Mm -hmm. be able to enjoy the outdoors but everyone also needs to respect the outdoors and like you yeah, said, for and, sure. and take care. So what are some ways, you know, what, I guess what's some general etiquette for people that may not know about like yeah. when, you're, when you're out hiking and doing things like what are some mm-hmm. just like simple things that people should be more aware of and conscious of? Yeah. Love that question. Um, well, first of all, awesome that somebody wants to get outside and hasn't done it before, like, heck yeah. I think something that's really important is to be prepared and just be aware of where you're going, how long it's going to take you to get there. Do you have the gear that you need? Um, I don't think you need like the newest, most expensive, like gear that whatever, whoever's trying to tell you, like you can go outside in anything, but like probably like don't go on a 10 mile hike in the snow and jeans. Like that would be a poor choice, you know? Right think about like just being prepared and having the stuff that you need so that you can stay a healthy body <laughs> um, and not hurt yourself and be warm um, or anyone else and, comfortable. and be warm and comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Isn't that funny how my mind just goes like catastrophe. <laughs> like I just recertified my wilderness first responders. So I'm like very like in my like <laughs> scenario brain. Love it. But also um, there's this system of ethics called leave no trace principles that are really good for um, everybody to review, um, whether you're outside for the first time or whether you are a seasoned pro. Um, They are a set of ethics, basically, that um, principles that kind of tell us like how to behave outside, how to leave no trace, like how to be respectful and love the earth, you know leave like less of an impact that we were there. And I would definitely suggest reviewing those. You can just Google leave no trace and yeah. Love it. And totally agree with you on the gear. I know you don't need the most expensive gear. Uh, You do need quality gear depending on what you're doing. There's a big difference between buying brand new gear at Walmart and waking up soaked with an inch of water in your tent versus going to an outdoor exchange and, you know, buying a, a used nice tent that's in a good condition, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there is a difference, ladies and gentlemen. Just want to put that out there because like you, I've, I've had friends that have gone on trips with us and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, you are going to yeah. freeze tonight. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I would totally. I mean, if it's a budget thing, yes, like used, but like good quality. Yeah. yeah or borrow or rent. You can yeah. rent gear yeah, until you're ready to buy. You know, and that's, I recommend that with like lenses and stuff too, because people ask me for advice on that all the time as well. So what's your involvement in conservation? Um, I, my involvement in conservation is just that I care about it a lot. No, I try to make small changes in my own life, but I also um, try to be involved on like a political level, because I think that a lot of the issues with climate change right now, um, we do need to be acting at an individual level and like using less, um, plastic and, um, 
traveling less, which is hard for a person like me who like my job is to travel. Right. Um, I think that that's a conversation that more and more people should be having. I'm certainly having it with myself often, but also the stuff that's happening on a bigger level, um, with the decisions that are being made, like statewide countrywide. Um, it's important to be aware of what those are. Yeah. How can, I guess, how can other people that value the outdoors and want to help preserve the outdoors, how can people get, like, how can they help? How they, how can they get involved in conservation? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, first of all, making sure that they're reviewing those leave no trace principles for when they go outside and also like spreading that to your friends and family. And if you see something outdoors and instead of like walking past a piece of trash, like pick it up and take it with you. Um, but on a broader sense, like don't be a person that doesn't care about politics and is just like, Oh, I, you know, I just, um, I just don't pay attention to that stuff. Like politics affects everything. Um, and the environment is certainly one of those things. And so I would just suggest like understanding kind of what's happening at a local level, um, and understanding who your representatives are and like who you need to be voting for, like go and vote for the things that you believe in, like start following more people that are doing this work on the ground. Like I will tell you firsthand, like I am not like the person who is, who like knows the most about this stuff, but I do follow amazing people who do. And I like rely on them for that because that's like their total zone of genius. And it's amazing, you know? So I would suggest just like making sure that you are filling Like if you're on social media, making sure that it's not just pretty pictures, but it's also like full of activists and like people who are really um, have their boots on the ground doing this work. Yeah. I love that, though. I I think I totally agree. It really starts with you internalizing those principles and philosophies and and living by those like leave no trace and then spreading that word to your Mm -hmm. friends and family and then, you know, making an impact in your community. As far as the politics go, totally agree as well. I'm curious. I know a lot of people that don't, you know, want to be involved in politics. It's more or less they don't want to be involved with like the media sources, like having to go to Fox or like who yeah. do I trust? Every 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 news blog has a different side of the story. What's actually right? What's so like on a I local know. on a local level at least? How does someone get involved? Like, what's a do you have any like resources or is there a certain place in their city that they should go to to where they can like? get a pamphlet with the information so they can can digest that and have an idea of what is going on in there. Honestly, I, what I've been really enjoying doing lately is just looking up like who the representatives are. And there are representatives now who are posting on Instagram stories who are like, what are they tweeting about? You know, like get it directly from them, you know, get it from your rep. (coughs) Absolutely. Um, Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna sure. I'm gonna do that myself. I'm I'm slightly yeah. I'm slightly guilty. I'm semi involved, yeah. but um, I can be more involved, and so and that's something that I look. Forward oh, I could to be doing. more involved yeah. too. I could be more involved too, for sure. I think um, we're there's no such thing as a perfect environmentalist. That's a friend that um, uh, something that my friend Katie Bouet said, who's um, an environmental advocate based out of Salt Lake City. I think it's so true. And I think like when we get stuck on the minutia of like, well, if you're not vegan, you can't be an environmentalist or, you know, like <laughs> whatever, all of these like things, it's like, it's okay, but what's, yeah, there's gray area. So what's realistic? So we can just try to be better every day. Right. Which is like my philosophy in life is just like to do my best. 
and yeah. my best changes, right? Like when you're at your best, your best is really good. When your grandmother just passed away, your best isn't so great probably, but you can still do your best, whatever that is that day with all those circumstances, you know, mm -hmm. and I think if everyone lived that way, the culture would change a little bit and things would look a little different, feel a little different, um, mm -hmm. et cetera. So um, let's wrap this thing up. We're yeah. coming up on time. I'd love to wrap it up with you just leaving the AOV community with some type of inspiration, motivation, uh, spread some love, spread some light. And whenever you're ready, feel free to, to take the floor and run no with it. No pressure. Gosh, I think what I'd love to leave you guys with today is just to be gentle with yourself in this process. Creativity is really hard. Entrepreneurship is hard. Uh, creating art in this world is hard. And it's okay if it feels hard because it is. And just lean on your people and keep making stuff. I still make art that sucks. I probably always will, um, but sometimes I make art that I really love, and um, it's all about the people that you meet along the way anyway, so keep going. Erin Outdoors, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on the show, Erin. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV Podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to, to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of uh, elsewhere. And just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys uh, like our podcasts, our free app. Um, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. Uh, so check out our website, shop.artivisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them. And we're also going to be reworking that commission structure uh, here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us. Help us out. Go to adorama.com. Peace.